back up. What's it for? Uh, it's Stevens Charity, where it's uh, video games for veterans. Absolutely. Memorial Day is coming up, so we can give them a and shout out. Or I'll just wear the shirt. How thematically appropriate. Stack up. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, do you guys have any? Have you, have you ever seen like a stack up uh, box or anything? This ship I out? don't I don't know. It might be more of our USO, because they're the ones who have, like, the games and stuff for people to kind of go in and play. So they probably mm-hmm. would be more attuned to stack up. Gotcha. But yeah. Do you know yeah, much about uh, how people can get involved with stack up, or you um, just wanted to wear a t-shirt? Yeah, I just saw the shirt, and I figured I'd wear it. But, I, I mean, yeah, just go to stackup.org and stackup.org. You can contact them. Help yeah. send... He's still doing like video game care packages to exactly the, the deployed. Yep, and then also just um, you know veteran outreach. They have uh, a lot of suicide prevention um, with the veteran community, and it's just it's an all around fantastic charity. Um, that's that's is very he still focused. doing the website as well, the Front Towards Gamer? No, that shut down, um, but that was tied to the old charity. I don't even... Operation Supply Drop? Yeah, yeah, which... Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they still do good work, but <laughs> the way all that stuff went down as far as I knew about it, uh, it sounded like he got pushed out of the thing that he started, and it's like... It wasn't great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Bad, bad thing, and, and Steve is a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know him very well, but... They stuck us together in a room for one <laughs> preview that I went to one time way back when. I'm talking like at the beginning of this. And uh, it was for Battlefield. Battlefield, And, and uh-huh. that makes a lot of sense that we're talking about that because, you know, getting ready for that reveal. I've been getting ready for that reveal by playing some Battlefield. Ooh. So mm-hmm. there's that. And then, you know, uh, that's how I met Steve. And then I met you, basically, yep. through him as well i was at e3 you being for attending e3 yeah for for that old website hmm. front yeah, towards never, gamer yeah. i've never heard of these military charities but i'm sure yeah I'm, I'm sure they're tied into like i'd probably go to the uso and ask them and they'll probably be like yeah that's how we got half this shit like, oh, okay <laughs> cool yeah yeah definitely check out stack up because they they do a lot of really good work well considering where i'm at is a little more spoiled i'm sure those guys mm-hmm. in the worst locations are very appreciative of having any kind of like i can speak from being literally deployed again and having done it four times just having any entertainment downrange because it's a lot of hurry up and wait sometimes mm-hmm. of like you know you're gonna be busy when you're busy but that downtime and just having a little taste of home like whether it's a game or yeah. the ability to skype your friends it's come a long way especially with the internet being a little more ubiquitous these days but just sending some guys some care packages like hey here's some of the latest games like that's that's gonna go a long way for morale yeah. it really does and and one of the coolest things that they do um, back in the states is, um, you know, they'll they'll find adaptive controllers for uh, soldiers who have been injured and you know can't use regular controllers. So they kind of work with organizations. Um, I think that they worked with Microsoft a little bit. Um, Microsoft seems very get, up on that. Yeah, yeah, just getting people back into gaming that sort of you know thought that it was out of reach. Um, so really, really cool stuff. Yeah, good on them. It's always appreciated. It really is. Indeed. Uh, and, and and to Steve as well for getting back on the horse after yeah. after all that stuff and, and basically 
rebuilding something from scratch. Yep. So check that out, stackup.org. And I'm sure you can find it around. I, I think I've seen some people mentioning it on Twitter. Uh, I just actually saw something about it today, and that's why I was like, oh, is there, I think I have a media blitz going on right now. Hmm. Making sure it is just straight up stackup.org. Yes. Yeah. And now's, so now's a good time as any to plug podcast. them. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and uh, yeah, we're just going to get started. Is that cool with you guys? I have not reviewed the, the news list. All I know is that I played Battlefield this week. <laughs> and yeah. I know you, Brandon, you've played a couple of things. One of them in particular has gained a little bit of traction um, okay, in terms of yeah, it being just kind of on the nose, I guess, with what that thing launched like we'll talk about it later with elite dangerous and kyle you said you played a little bit of that too i didn't yeah i didn't play the expansion um which apparently i dodged a bullet i played the the base game and have some thoughts on that elite's definitely something we're talking about yeah (laughs) and we'll we'll i think that'll i've never played it it's been one of those things that i've wanted to play i just never never could i was hoping there was an extra code but they sent you and i the same code kyle Mm. so we are going to talk about the. Oh, I'm sure that's coming in real, real hot. We are going to talk about the latest uh, in video game news and as what I was talking about before, what we've been playing. Um, and this week we're going to kick it off with Netflix. Considering getting into games, well, maybe I should rewind. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to do all this stuff about finding us mm-hmm. on iTunes and all this shit. And who you are. I'm William Schwartz. I'm the editor-in-chief of the site AttackOfTheFanboy.com. This is the Attack of the Fanboy podcast, episode number 74. With me is Kyle Hansen and Brandon Adams. Yep. And like I said, we're going to talk about the latest video game news this week and some of the games we've been playing and our impressions of them. A lot of the stuff that that we're going to talk about you can find on our website, AttackOfTheFanboy.com. You can find the reviews that we talk about and some of this news as well. We do cover a variety of different topics over there, and you can oftentimes find our podcast there as well. But if it's not, you can find it on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and some other places, I believe. You can find the video format on youtube.com forward slash fanboyattack. Wherever you find us, it'd be incredibly helpful if you... Give us a thumbs up or whatever the platform allows you to do or leave us a message. Let us know what we're doing well, what we're not doing well. You can always join the Chinese spammers and email us as well at podcast at attackofthefanboy.com. And with that, we will get into the news. Netflix, everyone, is considering getting into games. I I think it's a little late for a while, right? I don't know. I remember back in the day, it was, there's a Netflix and there's a Gamefly. Why do these both exist? Yes. And I just kind of thought, like, they're both mailing out discs, and this company's going to eat this other one, it seems. Never happened, though. And Netflix never really got into games. Um, I wonder what their, their play on this is. Start buying up studios, start trying to, they're way behind the ball. Well, we understand. We're already calling Xbox Game Pass the Netflix of video games. <laughs> From what I understand, you know, they're going the so. Apple Arcade route. More smaller, mm. curated, 
like quality experiences, but not that triple A, double A kind of sphere, which makes a little bit of sense, especially if you're going to stream them. Those games probably are not as heavy to like push through the current infrastructure we have nowadays. I don't know. It's just first we learned Walmart thinks the Epic V Apple is trying to jump in on streaming. Now Netflix wants to do it. This fucking point, you're like. What's next, man? Well, they all like, who's they next? all want to do it. Yeah. They all want to get people to pay them more, or they want to value add to their existing services. And I mean, I guess it makes sense, especially when just looking briefly at the the news article, they do have some IP that they could build stuff around as well. Yeah. So, licensed games have never been really that the, the best stuff, but you know, maybe they can do something. Maybe they can build some internal studios, but it, it's proven that money doesn't just make this stuff happen you know you need the people you need talented people to do it people that are passionate about what they're doing and you know even then good games don't come around that often like really truly good games but who knows maybe maybe netflix can do it i I don't have much faith in anybody getting into it right now honestly if If amazon doesn't have the resources to put out a good video game but here's the thing, though. Like, Amazon went into it and is still in it in a very Amazonish way, where it's just throw money at it. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Um, Netflix could be much more targeted. And then also they have such a big user base that they can leverage that Amazon doesn't. Yes, Amazon has Prime, but they don't. They they never really tried to leverage Prime the way that Netflix could use their user base and just say hey we're adding a bunch of old games you might want to play uh five bucks extra a month and it's on your service and i could see a lot of people taking advantage of that and then build from there really and i think that that's Mm -hmm. the key that they need to look at is start small focus on converting your users from streaming video only to also streaming video games and then grow don't don't try and and put the cart before the horse, which is what Stadia did, which is what Amazon's kind of doing. Really, just kind of meticulously what they did with Netflix, with streaming yeah. on Netflix. Like it, they were doing discs. Then they were like, "Oh, you can also stream. That's pretty cool." And then everyone started using that more, and then it became almost all that they do. And you think about it too. The Apple Arcade approach, I think, fits this goal better. Because, like, Amazon, like, it's dumping money. They're trying to do, like, AAA, big, you know, market research level games. And whether those will succeed or not. Again, New World, I'm keeping an eye on you. But, again, they, they're they're reaching so far because they can do it. Where Netflix, I think, starting smaller with those those more, like, I won't say necessarily phone-based games. Because some of the Apple Arcade stuff that's comes out been has been really good, real high quality. But that smaller scale, I think, smart. And the user experience is already built. Like, Netflix just had a games tab. Like, it's Boom. You can, you can yeah. bake this in and people will see it. Where, like, Amazon, there's so many damn tabs in that UI. Like, just to remember, like, <laughs> Their you want to use Prime on garbage. your computer. Yeah. Garbage. Prime video. You can't and find just, anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for me to see Netflix going small. You can bake it into the UI, the UX, without disrupting things too much. Not saying yeah. they'll be successful, but I think they've got, what we can see so far, a better idea of how to proceed. Then, like you yeah. said, then Stadia, then Amazon, and, then some and, of these, these companies jumping in now. But it's and the, the, the steps that they've taken so far has already shown that they kind of understand 
how this has to work. Um, they had Telltale. They had uh, Minecraft was on Netflix, I think, right? And then they had the Bandersnatch Black Mirror episode, which was mm-hmm. somewhat of a video game. That was sort of their testing. Um, so they've shown that they are smarter than what everyone else has been doing in the space where they just sort of throw destiny on there and everyone's like that's this doesn't work um telltale was perfect a perfect kind of game for a streaming service like this um so just seeing that that's the first steps that they took way back when i think that they kind of understand how this works better than others have so far yeah i'm 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 not convinced that they do you ever play like the games that you can play on your apple tv or you don't have an Apple TV, I, but I don't. Have Apple. But I don't think that don't that's who they're mm. they're targeting. They're targeting people who You're just have fired. a Netflix account. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you, I know my sister. She loves The Witcher. You put a Witcher game next to The Witcher show, she's gonna play the fuck out of that. She'll she's just gonna play try, that. To yeah, play. You'd be, yeah, you'll be playing Gwent, not The Witcher. But that's you know, fine. Play the like, shit out of it. That's totally fine. She'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Put Henry uh, Cavill's yeah. fucking face on the game, and she's gonna go. I'm just saying, like. I have, and it, I mean, if you played a game, I, I'm sure you can. I don't know if you can actually, but on Fire Stick or or whatever Chromecast, you can play different types of games, right? They can be downloaded straight to it, or are they streaming? I know on the Apple TV, it's like you can play like Crossy Road and and stuff like that, yeah. right there, um, right there on on your Apple TV. I don't know that I would pay money for that i mean it's not like it's just a novel idea that you're like oh yeah yeah, whatever we wouldn't because we have all of this stuff but right you know they're not targeting us that's what that's also where stadia went wrong is they were targeting us and we all say why am i going to play with input lag and latency when i don't have to um but if netflix is looking at this more as a value add and targeting the soft market, the very casual gamer market, uh, which is bigger than the hardcore gamer market, um, then they could definitely. I, I don't think that they're going to become. They're not going. The Netflix won't become the Netflix of gaming, but mm. they will. I think find um, their niche. I think that they yeah. can. And they've already got video game entertainment, so it's kind of like already got a baked-in audience. So I mean, look at yeah. like we've got a Dragon's Dogma show exclusive. To Netflix, we've got a fucking Dota show. It's like they—they know there's an audience on Netflix watching shows about based on games. So if they can partner mm-hmm. and kind of tie those together, yeah, I can see corporate that, just, synergy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's—it just seems like they, again they've got kind of the, the gears are rolling in the right direction. We'll see how it goes, but it just feels like they've got a better roadmap than we've seen some other companies deploy with. Like, what the fuck is it? I, I want to hear what Walmart's yeah. doing. What the hell is going on there? Jesus. That's going to be the like, red box of gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We'll see. That that one. Woo. I don't know where that one's going to go. I'm sure they'll have something. It's not going to be like, this is Walmart Gaming Center or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be better branded than that. Yeah, I would hope imagine. so. Who knows? We're going to move along. Overwatch 2 PvP to be 5v5, not 6v6. Yeah. That caused a bit of an uproar. Odd choice. I'm sure it did if you give a fuck about Overwatch. A lot of people I do. I not. Yeah. yeah. I know. A ton <laughs> of people do. Yes. We're going to talk about this, mm-hmm. but I just would like, you know, just get everybody my snarky remarks. I've only played Overwatch uh, at conventions. Overwatch. Yeah. You never played it at home? Never, no. never, never. Isn't it? Never. Free? It's not free. You could it's say not, he was over it if, after watching yeah. it. 
I did enjoy it when I played it. It seems like a good game, but it is a very it's a sweaty game. It's a game that you have to dedicate yourself to, or you're just there's no reason to play it. Or even if you don't dedicate yourself to it, you're gonna get you're just gonna open yourself up to a lot of criticism online. Yeah, yeah. It it feels like this change was kind of in that direction, though, for the sweaty side, the the very make it more casual focus a little bit because the current game right now if you know anything about overwatch it's, it's got called roll queue because it used to be mm-hmm. a little more fluid but now it's two tanks two support two damage dealers every match and tanks are kind of the bastard child role because right now the way the game is built your tank with the shields and the barrier tanks that's who you pick that's the that's the role you play for the primary and then the second tank can and kind who, of pick that would be like dealer. reinhardt or whatever reinhardt orissa yes and because you can't really make the pushes and the team play work without having, you know, shields. Because bullets, they kind of hurt. And so it's kind of like staled out the meta where it's always going to be a barrier tank. And then you can have like more like your dive tank, like a diva, Like the guys who can flank and kind of disrupt things. So this change has caused some consternation because people are like, well, fuck. Are we just going to get pigeonholed into these barrier tanks? These other tanks like Diva and Roadhog, are we, is there any incentive to play them now? Because the game is balanced around having a, having a shield tank of some sort, a barrier tank of some sort. So that caused a lot of uproar, but now they've made it sound like they're turning tanks into more just bullet spongy damage dealers, which kind of defeats the purpose of being a tank in some way. So it's caused a lot of disruption because they're they're clearly, it sounds simple on paper, just removing a player, but the way the game is designed, the way the flow of a match, you know, plays out, removing that tank changes a lot. And now that we know BlizzCon's not happening in 2021, and we know Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are not going to probably show up till next year at the earliest, and we haven't seen anything really for Overwatch 1, this this is like the first big news update we've had since Jeff Kaplan yeah. left in like, I would almost say a year. Like, Overwatch 2 has been silent. Overwatch has been in maintenance mode. And they opened with, hey guys, you're losing a tank. You know your, your six-man <laughs> team? You got to bench somebody. Have fun. That's my uh, biggest. All right, we'll talk that's, to you next year. <laughs> that's yeah, my yeah. biggest thing is like, you know, what if you have a six-person gaming group that you got together to play Overwatch, and you're just like, well, Overwatch Bob, and then not, professionals not going to be able to like uh, esports teams. What's going on there? Yeah, well, we didn't yeah, like Bob anyways. Yeah. Such a it's it's such such a small change, you know, theoretically, but the. The cascading effects seem pretty extreme, yeah. so I'm I'm really curious what the behind the scenes discussion was. Maybe this is why Jeff Kaplan left. He's he's a six manner. So. He's like yeah, I'm he's, a he's six manner. I will die a six manner. I am out of here. <laughs> Fuck you all. I would I would assume though he got the small straw. That we should probably get more news on Overwatch too, though. If they're going to open up with this, and we know we're not going to get a BlizzCon this year or a physical one this year, they've got to do something on the messaging going forward because it. When, they don't when have a lot. supposed to come out? We know 2022 at the earliest. They confirmed D4 okay. and Overwatch 2 are so not 2021. But all they've got is the Burning Crusade Classic, which I was wrong. It's not this week. It's next Tuesday. And then you've got Resurrected, Diablo 2 Resurrected, and whenever the fuck the Shadowlands patches appear, because at this point, holy shit, that's taking a minute to get out the door. They don't, they don't have... Much else. So if they want to keep the ball rolling, they've got to like up their press cycle and these these live streams. Because yeah, going like well joked like you will hear us again in a year. Like yeah, really. If you go radio silent after this announcement, boy, that's gonna be pretty to watch that fall out over time. I mean, yeah. Blizzard's just all fallout at this point. Like I can't remember the last time that I heard something positive 
for or from Blizzard. They've just they've just been in this weird wow classic area. was pretty positive wasn't it i mean it was, like, was po- yeah that was probably it. the last thing was yeah. was the yeah. announcement and, and first release of wow classic and and it's been somewhat controversial since then but i think people yeah. are excited for burning crusade so a wee bit the pre-patch broke a lot of things that people were like how did this break shit that wasn't broken when this launched 12 years ago there we like go. How, how are you finding new shit to break yeah <laughs> we'll see all right well that and there, there was controversy because they gave, so you can boost a character to fifty eight if you just want to play Burning Crusade Classic. Like I skipped Vanilla Classic, so I did that. But if you want to level the Blood Elf and Draenei, you couldn't boost them. So they gave players like twelve days to do it. Which if you know anything about WoW Vanilla, that is um, not a lot of time to get to <laughs> level fifty eight, level sixty in Classic. So it's just like, hope you guys just don't like sleeping. <laughs> that's just your life now. You're WoW. Just- I mean, WoW players. I just assume that that's the case. So. True. It just it's controversial too because back in that era, if you wanted to play a paladin on the horde, you had to be blood elf. If you wanted to play a shaman on the alliance, you had to have a draenei. Like these classes were locked to those new races. So people were just sitting here going, "Man, motherfucker!" All right. Well, I guess maybe I just mm. won't go through the dark portal on launch day. And you're like, we. On one hand, we did do it 12 years ago. Like it's we know what to expect, guys. Hellfire Peninsula is not that exciting. Trust me, I remember it. It was. I'm not looking forward to Tuesday, honest to God, but I'll do it because I fucking hate myself. But on the other hand, I get it too. Like, they could have given people more lead time. Like, we they know how long it takes to level in Wild Classic. It's not a mystery now. So, 14 days is kind of just one of those like that's a get fucked move. That was one of the geekiest rants I've ever heard anybody. I know. Go I understood nothing. Hey, every you, you could have been speaking word, any other language. <laughs> On the because, planet, I would be like, um, I think I heard something in there, but yeah. Well, real talk, missed it all, missed Burning it Crusade. all. Blood Elf, yeah, Burning Crusade. To that's end what of I wrath. got out of that. That's that's probably the most time I've ever put into a video game, and still, to, even today, like I just, there's nothing that competes. I can't believe you play that much World of Warcraft, still, man. It's, it's, oh, I don't play a lot of it as much these days. No, like it's more of a lifestyle. But, but, but you're talking about as much. You're like, yeah, I pop fifty hours into it. It's two days, man. Um, speaking of, well, Bungie continues on their march towards trying to become Blizzard. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Making uh, what appears to be, well, they have a job listing. That job listing yep. is for an incubation sandbox designer for its new multiplayer action game currently in incubation. It's a new IP. They're looking for people with experience working on character-focused action games and having uh, a familiarity with the competitive gaming landscape. Slash esports is a skill that they would like that person to have. Sounds like they want to make a hero shooter of some sort. Which is amazing. New IP means that it won't be Destiny-related. And when I started, when I read this news outside of this conversation, I thought, hey, maybe it would be cool to be Destiny related. <laughs> but because it would give like some more flavor to Destiny with like characters that maybe they could build around. Or maybe the, the, the ones that they introduced in Destiny, uh, they could just build up a little bit more. Besides the point. Um, but it, what do you guys think? Uh, do we need another one of these? It doesn't seem like we need one uh, with Overwatch 2 coming out, with 
uh, Valorant out there, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, what else? What else is out? What are the? What's the other big one? Valorant, Overwatch know, Two, Overwatch, Rainbow Siege. Six. I'm trying to think of like what other like hero shooters like just crushing it right now. I'm sure there's a few, and I'm the, skipping it. That's all. The, I think that's the majors, pretty much. Does EA have one? I don't think they have a hero shooter. No. No, they do not. No, I don't think. Well, they've 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 tried, but they haven't. That would that would that would make the majors. But I I I, I don't know that I'm I'm interested in this. Um, I I'm think there's a lot of yeah. people that don't really want to get in. They don't want Bungie to get back into competitive uh, multiplayer. Uh, a lot of people feel like whatever magic they had coming out of Halo uh, was lost on Destiny for sure. Yeah. Um, and has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they keep getting further and further day away from one. it. Like, uh, They've tried some cool stuff in Destiny's mm-hmm. Crucible where, you know, they make the exotics a little bit more, you know, not as not everything is linear or it's um, a good word I'm trying to use here. Everything's not homogenized. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like even, mm-hmm. even playing field. Basically. Even playing field. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It was, they was making things like overpowered. So there was like shifts in the meta as mayhem, different mayhem weapons. mode. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they've, they've tried some different stuff with Destiny and just never quite got there on the competitive front. Some would argue it hasn't gotten there on the other fronts as well, but it, it sounds like they're going to put some more on their plate here with another, Big new IP that's going to go out and try to compete with these other big games. I mean, it is Bungie after all. I think that's the market they're shooting for, right? They're not they're not doing this to you know be lawbreakers. They <laughs> yeah. they are doing this to compete with Overwatch because they think they have something to offer. Uh, I don't know I, it, that I will play it. Yeah, is there really? I mean, is there still an audience? For more hero shooters, Overwatch has maintained its audience. It's I think it shrunk over the years as they all do. But you know that that was really hitting a big win. Lawbreakers was fighting with Overwatch, and then there were like three other hero shooters that all hit, and then it just felt like the the market was saturated. We were all good on hero shooters. Are they making but, a comeback? Are they? Are I don't think thinking? it's come about a comeback. <laughs> like Rainbow Six Siege is incredibly popular. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is incredibly popular, and um, Valorant has, I'm pretty sure it's, it's incredibly well. popular yeah. as well. Okay. The thing is, I'm torn because Destiny's gunplay and gun feel is fucking unrivaled still. Like, as much as Destiny right. pisses me off, firing a gun and pulling the trigger in Destiny still feels so good. And that yeah. would be an edge they would could use. Because, I mean, if you look at Overwatch, it didn't really change things up since, like, Team Fortress 2. But it's that more polished, refined, blizzard quality hero shooter that finally catapulted that genre into the stratosphere, right? If Bungie could mm-hmm. get the gunplay and the character design down, which that's the half I'm kind of worried about, looking at Crucible, looking at how Stasis has completely fucked it since Beyond Light has come out, it's hard to say if they'll well, pull it off. Maybe that's why they're looking for people. That's why they're hiring them, because they know, like, hey, our Crucible team's busy with Crucible. We need people that can balance a different thing. Because we forgot earlier this year, Destiny expanded big time. Big time. They're like trying to be like a publisher at this point. Like let's mm-hmm. the other most recent breaking news is they, they're preparing for an HQ expansion from eighty four thousand to more than two hundred and eight thousand square feet 
and they're opening a new international office in Amsterdam. Like, Jesus, they're going big. So this y'all, isn't like y'all a couple are people from a lot Destiny. Of Destiny Cosmetics. Yeah, this isn't this, this isn't silver. Destiny's B team. They're opening up a, they're creating a whole new team for this thing, big time. So, yeah, that's pretty wild. I think there is. Valorant just came out. It, it's got 500,000 viewers on Twitch right now. You've got Shroud okay. rocking 181,000 people right now in his stream for Valorant. I'm not sure if they're paying him <laughs> or what, but it's like all all of like there's a lot a lot of people playing that game that are really popular on Twitch. So, yeah, Valorant must be doing very very well. I think there's the, the you know Bungie sees something like that and probably goes yeah we can get that a could piece be of us. that pie that yeah. we're better than them we're fucking Bungie for Christ's sake and I think we could, could also yeah. they could also move into the space that has no competition which is arena shooters which is all that I want in the world <sighs> I hate to tell you man but they're dead I, they I are tried. dead Quake champions they tried who, who could bring them back but Bungie just you know, call it uh, uh, Playlo and <laughs> Playlo, <laughs> starring the the master chef. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Um, still waiting on the chief Halo master Infinite sergeant for another six months. So yeah. you got time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they can pull it off. But, uh, I'm curious to see what what they do. I don't think they'll do it. You know, well, this is our. We're going to use the same exact template because they've proven, if anything, that they are willing to take some risks yeah. with their multiplayer design stuff. Uh, they could have easily just did that with with Destiny, like you said. Could have just made it play low, and but it wasn't. I mean, right out of the gate, it was like this is not so that. Yeah, and for, you didn't even come good and bad, mostly bad. To getting I that. Think. I just can't wait for the reveal. For, the pe- name. for a lot of people. Profanes of Destiny. We now have fate. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Bungie, find a new synonym. <laughs> find a new word. Fate? Mm-hmm. Destiny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> other news that doesn't matter. You can the use Brandon's summary of this. Nintendo gun Nintendo. Nintendo gonna Nintendo. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. I've never played Skyward Sword. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Zelda and what the fuck? <laughs> so, you want me to break this down? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, this, 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 Kyle's okay. got it. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo sparks controversy. Yeah, is this is an article on our website? And I love the timing because we wrapped up new last podcast quality of life feature behind it. Okay, and what were we talking about? Amiibos or something? We were we were talking some shit about Nintendo, and then this dropped. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of Nintendo oh, being yeah. Nintendo, I'm ready. It was like hot. <laughs> I forgot like, it's Nintendo. Back in business here. Let's it was see. a shame. You you were on your Let's roll see. talking some shit, and then this dropped. I'm like, fucking ammunition. Well, tell me what's going on here. You want to brand in our shit? Gas me up. No, baby. no, that's that's Kyle. I'm just saying I, we missed out All last right. week. This this would have been perfect. so. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD has an amiibo coming out with Zelda and a her bird. That's what a Loftwing is. Um, oh, there should just be like a hyphen. And you can use the amiibo basically as a fast travel system. So hmm. you tap it and you go from the ground to the air, which are the two main locations that you that you kind of 
travel between in Skyward Sword. The controversy is you have to have the amiibo. That's it. Hmm. You there's a in-game feature that is you know sort of quality of life. It's not really like it's not like unlocking cosmetics um, like we've seen before. It is unlocking an actual in-game feature, and it is locked behind this amiibo. It is extremely hard to get. They have gone up for sale at most retailers at this point and sold out. More are expected, so you know, keep keep an eye out. Keep heading at five. Uh, subscribe to Wario64's Twitter account if you really, really yeah, need to. Yeah, these things are incredibly hard to get, and it's going to lock out people. Exactly. And what people a what a what a absolutely horrible business practice i wouldn't expect anything less yeah. coming out of nintendo and remember <laughs> it, this remaster yeah. is a full 60 dollars too yeah. this isn't like a 40 dollar yeah. 30 dollar remaster it's a fully priced remaster and you have to get i try nintendo i try i try to be your apologist we, we can't great defend you on this <laughs> not great i mean at least make it I don't know. Like you could use the amiibo to unlock it earlier. This is just a weird feature for this in the first. This is what happens like, when Bowser's your CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally. Yeah, this, this should just be something mm. in the game, and then the amiibo can do something. We don't even need amiibo to do anything. Take the NFCs out. We buy them to put them on shelves. They're over they're, here, Nintendo. Yeah, they're collectibles. I don't even know the last time I scanned an amiibo. I just don't do it very often. It's not worth it. And then when they do put stuff behind it, Splatoon kind of did something similar. Not really similar. It was it was a bit better with Splatoon, but still, it's just like it just feels like a hassle to get them out to scan them. Um, I get what they're going for, but it really should amiibo need to be um, totally extra, totally optional, not an actual feature like this. Yeah, and, we, uh, and they should be easy to buy. Yeah, I will say it's not like they're difficult. Or sorry, it's not like they're easy to acquire. Like if this, yeah, it's just they're selling out like hotcakes. They don't need to patch in like you need fast travel. You need the cosmetics to try and sell these things. They, there's no purpose for adding yeah. extra shit. They sell. So why are we adding? Well, extra they shit? probably said we're having a hard time getting the switch together. We got to make something else scarce and highly in demand. <laughs> Let's make. One of our most popular franchises, a statue, very limited, and then tie it to a very helpful thing in the game. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how important this feature will be until we kind of get the game. Um, it's so just I'm a hoping gamer outrage thing. That crazy, uh, you know, that it's still pretty simple getting back and forth. I don't even remember the, you know, why can't they have play, something but. like that that allows you to just do it in the game? They can't. Maybe it's faster obviously. with the amiibo. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's apparently exclusive to the Amiibo. So if, if you don't have it, it will be like the original game where you spent so long. But I think you have to like go to specific points. They are spread out around the map. I don't think that it was a major inconvenience. I don't remember a time where I was like, my God, I need to get back up to the sky. Um, and I just didn't have the time to do it. But it's just gamers are principled folk. So here you go. It's a great Amiibo. I mean, look at it on as you on find Brandon's the silver lining it in it. It's yeah. a great one, though. No, I really is, do like that really Amiibo. Like I will. I be, was buying. It I will be buying this. it day one, and I will be buying. I the already game. have. <laughs> I don't really care about all this stuff. I'm pretending to be outraged. No, I'm explaining the outrage, and I I'm saying that I You're understand. Like, I'm okay with it because I'm I fine. have a good I, I have a good workflow into getting these Amiibo. I'll probably be fine. You'll be fucked. It's gonna suck. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. It's 
just how it. So we're talking about scalpers last week. Maybe you should. Pick these up are scalping. Five of these. These were selling thousand dollars a piece. They're yeah. twenty-five retail. I, th- I definitely saw some going for seventy. I haven't checked recently. Oh fucking scalpers, man! I'm over it. <laughs> I just wanted to get my end walk. I had a PS5 in my cart today, mm. and then when yeah. I click click through again, done. it said sorry. Well, yeah. if you want a PS5, apparently we've got guys who can go off base now, and they said they found a few at one of the malls here, so I can confirm that really? for you. Yeah, wow. apparently some, they said wow. RTX graphics cards, which I'm like that could what? be a twenty or a thirty. So that there, I got to clarify that. But I was like, hmm. if I can get a thirty eighty. I have now the thirty the thirty eighty Ti, which apparently is going to get announced on the thirty first. Which you heard that here. It's not one, it's something we're going to talk about, but that is something you can look forward to. And by look forward oh, to, I mean not already get at all. Yeah, the thirty eighty, the thirty seventy Ti's. So hmm. we'll. So I'll, I'll look into why? that. I'll see what we got. But why? <laughs> because it's Nvidia, and they just fucking hate people. I don't know, man. <laughs> just fucking. But yeah. Sorry, tangent on the news, but hmm. I'll, I'll let you guys know if I get off base and take a look. If I find some PS5s, I'll send you a little Discord message and be like, yo, I got some. I can hook you up. Like a little trench coat with PS5s. <laughs> Oftentimes, I have to go to the bathroom and I say to myself, I wish I had a Switch-like portal, portable gaming device, but on PC. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it appears that Valve is making this mystical device. And Isn't Ars it just Technica a laptop? Has an exclusive that says we can confirm some but not all of what's in store for the codenames Steam Pal. Ah, uh, mm. yes. Steam machines are back, but portable. Thank went, you, Brandon. That went well. I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that was a success, Valve. But I had to a friend credit, tell me the, the Valve consoles were been. going... It's, but it's a, it's another one where it's like they released it. First of all, a massive price that they shouldn't have, which is how Steam machines also kind of struggled. Steam machines, and then they just didn't. Was they when didn't they launched it. the PCs, they were mm-hmm. just PCs first. Yeah, I had a friend tell me consoles were dead. Well. Steam machines would not. be the only way people played games in the future. Oh, I heard and I was that like, too. You are, what are you smoking? That is yeah, insane. That didn't, that didn't happen, but a. Uh, <laughs> The portable one seems okay. If it's just I don't trust Valve at this point. They just they release stuff and they don't support it the way that they need to. Um, did you guys ever Steam get one like a Steam similar. controller? I did. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, mine collects it's dust still gathering. To this day. Yeah, it's it's I hear they're a bad. Basket back Ooh. there. It's, it was it was a decent idea, um, and so were the Steam machines. Steam machines are a great idea. Licensed. PCs. That's essentially what consoles are. They're just PCs. Isn't that with a just branding. what you do? Mm-hmm. Like you go to like a Best Buy and you can buy a Steam machine. Basically, it's just nope. a pre-built. Not anymore. They're gone. But that's no. Yeah, I'm that not talking about. But yeah. they still yeah. make that exactly. kind of pre-built, pre-configured. But the, that's the, how they've always been. But the difference. But the idea is that, was that it would be. The difference kind of, is they're called Steam machines. No, but or, it would have been. It would have been more because they could have been like this is basically the. The Xbox One X, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One. That. It would have been like, this Steam machine is this tier, and it is supported. You will be able to play these games at these settings. It's stuff like that where it's like, it consolifies the PC. Yeah. And it they wouldn't makes have, it less cumbersome. There was no okay. Windows, Could've no been. folder they management. Because the big thing was the Steam. If you open up Steam now, that home 
that was going to mm-hmm. make a Steam, Steam interface, OS, a Steam yeah. OS through Linux. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the key thing. So you could, it would have the ease of a console with the power of a PC. The problem is, PC gamers are just going to build and buy their PCs and their deal with shit, the PC yeah. bullshit. And people that want to play on the couch are not going to drop $2,000 to play with a controller on their TV screen, a game that needs a keyboard. Like I like I like my keep my options open, personally. I I'm not opposed to it. I have my computer in proximity to a big TV where I can plug it in, mm-hmm. also at my desk. So and if that, I want to kick back and, and, and look at something in 4K on a bigger a bigger screen, I, I, I'd like to have that option even though I'm on, the, on a PC. That's what that guy's yeah. doing. Yeah? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, no. The, I, the I, I get I get, yeah. It is, is it as good as playing it on a monitor? Probably not. But yeah, it is, it is going to come down to execution for this stuff. Valve is certainly trying to figure, or, and has been for quite some time, trying to figure out a way to make money off of hardware. And it's, I, don't, I don't know if it's working. Yeah. They certainly don't seem like they've been making much off of this stuff. I mean, weren't they giving away those like Steam Link yeah, things yeah. for a while? Just they were like a dollar. Kyle, your camera's off. I know. I'm working on it. Just <laughs> you can put a picture of me up at some point. Oh, we can just get the troll face. Just you want that there? Yeah, just just keep keep chatting. Don't worry about me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's interesting though is like they're saying like it's going to be an all-in-one PC with gamepad controls and touchscreen, but they won't be removable like a Joy-Con. Like it's just like a Switch Lite almost. Like you're not going to dock this into a TV. You're not going to put it into that shitty tabletop mode and pull up the Joy-Cons and be like, man, I really hate my neck. It, it's just, what are they going to put into it? Because the rumors are going to use Intel or AMD tech, which, okay, on top of all that, looking at what we have portably, it's like, what market is this really going to fulfill, though, is my concern. Because mobile gaming's come a long way with phones and technology, the streaming side of things, the Game Pass side of things. I... I don't know if I want my PC to go for the price that this is probably going to go. Like, I can get a laptop. I like to go take something like that into the bathroom with me. My concern is like, that's, that's the market. The, the cost sound, though, but like 400 I don't want to pay $2,000 to play Slay the Spire can, while yeah. pooping but, because that's all this thing can run. <laughs> I'll use I mean, that's my, how about, switch, how about, how about Valve's got some kind of, uh, you know, st- streaming capabilities as well and you can stream it like uh yeah i mean it'll have steam like link, a shield certainly. or whatever yeah you know and that's and that's yeah. kind of one of the things that maybe it is a draw for i mean that's how i have seen it in the perfect world right this stuff doesn't work in real in the real world the wii u was that mm-hmm. basically right <laughs> it just didn't work didn't work in my house let alone like the Vita worked through walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't work through walls. The Vita worked. I got the Vita to work like across the country. Yeah, but that remote play. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I mean, never Steam tried Valve's solid. take on it. Seemed like solid. I've I've used the app on um on my Chromecast actually, um, but I did switch over because Nvidia streaming is much less latent, latent, less latency. Um. So that's an endorsement for NVIDIA streaming. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of this. There's nothing wrong with, like, basically a PC switch. Uh, 
But brand, I think Brandon's nailing the issue here, which is Valve has shown that they don't price their products the way that they need to to reach a, a mass market. Um, if this is $300, $400, it could do really, really well, and then Valve will support it. What I'm imagining is it will be 1000 1500 and then it'll just sit on shelves, and Valve will quietly drop it later, just like they did the controller, just like they did the Steam Link physical device, and history will repeat itself. Steam machines, same thing. It's, it's going to come or, down to the Or maybe they've learned equipment. their lesson. Well, apparently they're going to go with another all-in-one chip, kind of like what Nintendo's. I shouldn't say another, but they're going to do a similar all-in-one system, like Switch. So it won't be like, here's an Intel processor with a NVIDIA 3070, like my laptop here. So they could theoretically keep price down, but now it's, again, price to performance. If this thing performs slightly better than a Switch, but at like $200 more, you're going to have a harder sell there, especially because... You can't dock it and use it as a console. From what we understand, who knows? It could be a plan. I just... I don't know. I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. That market is open. It's rich pickings, but... And Kyle, you summed it up perfectly. It's... Can Valve price this thing right? Yeah. The Valve Index is the best VR headset available. You know it's the number one headset on Steam charts? The Quest 2. Because it's $400... And I exactly. can plug it in when I want to. Yeah. I don't need to set up lighthouses. I don't have to do the crazy configuration. Which, if you're in the bleeding edge of tech, that's cool. You know what people want? The Switch. I pick it up. <laughs> and I've got... Good. Look. I can game. It is off <laughs> and running. I just don't know. Well, I'm not writing them off. I just... I don't know Valve after Steam Machines. and How they did, worked with the Index. Like, it's successful. It's a good idea with the price and... We will see. I will oofa, yeah. oofa. Calm down. My confidence <laughs> is is shaky. Are you punching your cool. camera? If man, I don't know what it's what doing. I updated. Do I updated before this to try to stop it, and it's just you know. If you're Didn't watching on YouTube, apologies. Because it's giving us a it's cable not, icon. I reseated everything. I'm, I'm. I'll do it again. Yeah. This is live technical support here with the Attack the Fanboy podcast. Have you tried turning it on um, and off? Again? I have. Oh. I'll, whenever we take a break, I'll, I'll uh, mess with the cable a little bit more. See have how you thought about replacing the cable? <laughs> oh, is the to. cable. I'm not trying to be a smartass. Yeah. Well, I am being a smartass. <laughs> just also my line of work on the other side is troubleshooting. So part of it is mm-hmm. cables yeah. powered off. Change so the cables. Yeah, ninety-five percent of tech issues are going to be fixed. Or brute force troubleshooting, as I like to call it. Throw it against a wall. Mm, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work as much in the digital age, but in the analog age, perfect. All them, all them little switches. <laughs> you guys That's gonna do it for for news. <laughs> yep, certainly did. That's gonna do it for news for this week. Uh, I don't, I don't think we missed anything, did we? Have anything Pokemon else? release I mean, dates? Yeah, the Pokemon release dates have finally been announced. There's like been stuff rolling out today. Just I don't know. Today seems to be the day. I mean. We know there's like a Far Cry 6 reveal coming up. Uh, Dying oh. Light 2's got a reveal coming up in the next couple of days. So I'm sure we'll talk about all that next week. Oh! Which didn't you get? Yeah, don't you have that? The, the IR light and the poster. <laughs> oh, the sure May, baby. Yeah, May 27th, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's actually got it for those who still are watching this. I think he's trying to find it, though. 
Yeah. Unreal Let's 5 see. engine has gone into its early access, so we might start seeing more UE5 stuff. I don't know uh, if I'm allowed to say anything. Uh, people have been sharing it. I Publication online, embargo, yeah. 25th of May. There you go. 4 Asked p.m. It. Hello, Survivor. Remember Haran? Of course you do, but all that was just the beginning. Now, the city is our refuge and it needs your help. Want to know more? You will, but you will have to hunt. I had to hide the info. This place isn't safe. Track down the clues. Remember, it's for your eyes only. The message cannot fall into the wrong hands. You are last chance. Survivor. Ooh. And it's got... They, they sent us this blacklight thing with this... Uh, message i don't know if you can even see that but they also this is what they yeah it's the it's the poster right they're supposed to look for the yeah clue. they sent this big old poster and shine on the black the light on the poster oh we, yeah yeah here we go solving mysteries this should this should play huh yeah no, i saw it this, yeah a little bit here it says dying there's something there dying yeah. dying to know <laughs> oh i see what they did there uh-huh I low-key hate it, but this it works. This says twitch.tv slash techland right here. Mm-hmm. Nice. 20, this is really 20, cool. I like 20, it. 27th of May, 9 p.m. CEST. That's shit for my time zone conversion. Minus two, carry the one. 6 a.m.? So, oh, I'll be watching the Knights game. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta watch my Knights. Oh. Hopefully beat the I'm going to. I'm going to the Lightning game tonight. Hell yeah. yeah! They're I think about to knock out. No, they're about to get knocked out. They were one. They were no. They're they're uh, one game away. So if they win tonight, they're they're moving on. Oh, did they? I think they that's lost. it. Hmm. They lost the other night. Gotcha. Yeah. Then a Far Cry Six gameplay live stream on the twenty eighth. So it's like we said previously, right? Everything's just kind of getting that E three roll going, right? Yeah. Which I'm sure oh, and the, I mentioned it. The Pokemon. So it's uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl on Switch. November 19th, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is the big open world sort of Breath of the Wild one. January 20th, 2022. Very oh, soon we, oh no, I compared to what I thought. Stuff's coming. Yeah. Pokemon Brilliant uh -oh. Diamond and Shining Pearl. What is that? That is, is that just the so new... Yeah, it's a remake of um, Diamond and Pearl. I think we're losing Brandon. Possible. No, he's still here. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, well, that's where it starts. Sorry, I'm, turn, I'm turning the Wi-Fi off my phone again. Should we should we stop recording? We should be no. good. I, it should be back. Okay. I just froze right. up for a cool. second because yeah, um, our Wi-Fi is that sensitive. Yeah, that's my phone's connected. It's just like hmm. that's just it'll, a, it, a it is just gonna make. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll just continue. It's just a remake. I didn't know yeah. there was already a game called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. It's, it's kind of a like Diamond the, and Pearl remake. The Pikachu and Eevee one. Tack a word in there. Like it's doing uh, the whole. It's like, no, it's not like Let's Go. They're, no. These are much more faithful to the originals. They kind of have a chibi style uh, look to them, and they are still. They're like. But they are 3D. Uh, still, 3 to 5. still kind of top down. They're, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th this is if you're really into the old school Pokemon, like this is the one you're going to want. And then if you're looking for something new, then it's going to be Legends Arceus, which looked rough in that trailer. It looked cool in idea form um it's delivering that sort of open world experience that everyone's been wanting from pokemon but you know there were there were some definite issues called out there and for it to be coming january 2022 yeah that was my worrying. concern because i didn't i didn't see the trailer but i remember how sun and not sun and moon uh 
Sword and Shield performed, and that was a traditional mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yes, there was the Wild Zone, but that had some performance issues. And then, like, what? It's been two years now, and here's our open world one. You're like, I'm not sure if that's yeah. ready to go out the door. I'm, ex- I'm excited for about it, those. but yeah, this is worrying. Um, hopefully that was just a very early, uh, like, beta or alpha that they were taking the footage from and they've improved it vastly but we'll find out in january yeah i didn't mean to gloss over this news and say we were done i i just didn't see it and i'm not very got a pokemon blindness this stuff has just been like breaking i have a blind spot yeah yeah Yeah, i mean things have been coming in a little hot and heavy in the last hour so that's kind of why it's like everyone's presses at the same time i don't know everyone's like my shit my shit um, my shit I had two things that uh, that I'll be able to talk about next week that that I got info on. So yeah, this really this is like pre E three stuff. I think everyone's getting their news in while they can before the big announcements. Mm-hmm. Like we did yeah, know I they guess, confirmed. I guess we are just a few days out from that. Yeah, like Microsoft and Bethesda, they just confirmed today that there's a, it's a joint show, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But and they have a little bit of Starfield in the banner, so I'm assuming we're getting some Starfield news. That yeah. would be nice. That would be pretty sure. at least like, we paid you billions. Gameplay. Just show us what we it need looks Starfield. like. Starfield. Yeah, the release date could be five years from now. Just give us an idea what the fuck is going on with Starfield, because that's been in the rumor mm-hmm. mill for what seven years now. Like it's been rumored for a whole while, and now we know yeah, it exists. I don't know Just, if it's been that long. Maybe. When did they announce it? Did they announce it? What their second? I was blindsided when they said three? that. When Two they when ago? they announced it. Yeah, it was it was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, but I remember reading rumors about it for a while, and then they finally were like, it's a thing, and Old Scrolls 6 is also a thing, eventually. 2030, tune in. <laughs> we'll find out. Eventually they will come. Eventually they will. We'll be elderly I, by the time the Elder Scrolls releases. I think they should work. Dead on. We're now, keep, yeah. Keep working was, on Fallout 76. I tried to play that this week, too. Oof. 76? Ugh. Yeah. It's not Is bad. It? Yeah? Right. It's Fallout. Um, somebody pointed out that we're now... So Skyrim is as far from Morrowind. So it was like the same span of time from Morrowind to Skyrim as from Skyrim to today. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole extra game in the middle of that. And we're still waiting. So. Yeah, hey. but they released Skyrim so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got it the Elder Scrolls Online. They've been yeah. releasing oh, stuff. Yeah. Which I think their Oblivion expansion the literally is in Elder three days. Elder Scrolls card game. Which flopped. I like it. I mean, it wasn't bad, but they I think I remember, what, two years ago or it a year wasn't ago? A, they, I like playing They called it solo. out and killed it. They are like, we're done. You know, that's, that's a shame, because it was not a bad game. Yeah. Uh, if you like that sort of... If you just like all the characters and all the classes and all the races and all that stuff from that... Well, at least we got Elder Scrolls Blades. Series. We did get Blades, yeah. Fucking oh, sucks. What a great experience. I'll yeah, call it out I now. Tried to play a little We're bit so of that. negative right now. <laughs> no good. We're just leaning into what's about oh, to come Nintendo. next. It's just what happens when when video game companies treat you like dog shit. <laughs> release statues that you have to purchase in order to do things in game that you can't do without it. Mm-hmm. It's just the mindset you start getting pushed into this corner of. Look, you it's can all fast bad. travel. You can fast yeah, travel in Elder Scrolls Six. You just need to buy 
the Dovahkiin the link, helmet. The and, Link Amiibo. Uh, <laughs> they already did their fucking Amiibos for that thing, too. Okay? They did. Yep. That they was did. some good they, Amiibo Incorporation. They did. You got, like, the, uh, you know, Zelda items in Skyrim. Like, that's perfect. That's exactly what Amiibos should be. Yeah, that's exactly what it should be. How the fuck do we make some money from this? Put a Link Amiibo in Skyrim. That's how we're going to make money off of people like Kyle Hansen. He kill half the habit. They didn't need to put it in Skyrim to get my money. They had it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but to to keep your collection going, you you don't even have to like you said, you don't even need to use it in the game. No. No, not at all. No. I, I most of my Amiibo I buy and open and put on the shelf and you keep and them in the box. There they stay. You take you open them? I open them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a not a mint in box kind of collector. No. Mm. Uh, not looking to make a profit down the road. Yeah. No, I collect for myself. He collects for the here. love of There's the game. A couple of things. Yeah, they'll stay in the they stay in the box if the box is a good like presentation by itself. But otherwise, get them out of there. I agree. It's nice yeah. to be able to touch them. Yeah. Okay. Getting back to that rule forty four. <laughs> as right I here. as I like to say, <laughs> it's my motto. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice uh, to be able I, to touch them. I gotta go use the restroom. Speaking of touching things, so. <laughs> if we're about to segue, I'm right, about was, to go. That was go it for ahead. news. Taking a break. Yeah, I'm gonna go seg pee. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> sure. As uh, it is, then yeah. We are gonna move on to what we've been playing. Uh, I, I know I briefly spoke about it at the front end of this. I tried a couple of different things this week. The, the first one was Knockout City. How this is? That? is hmm. a, I heard good things. Oh really? Yeah. I played uh, almost to the point where you start the tutorial and I turned it off. <laughs> so I'm not really Real. sure if it is good or not. I couldn't do it. I just played a very, very small amount of it and I said, yeah, I'm probably not into this. It's just not going to be for me. Um, Diego reviewed it for us. I think he gave it a three and a half. Yeah, mm -hmm. three and a half out of five, but he said that he loved it calling it an absolute blast even if it doesn't have any reasons to return after players have had their fill which makes a lot of sense i think it's probably it feels like it's going to be one of those niche niche games yeah. um and it's I, like I a dodge no business game, talking right? about it yeah hmm. uh i looked at the, the the core mechanics of it which is basically run around pick up balls oh, throw yeah? people nice. oh yeah <laughs> and going along with me liking to touch them <laughs> it is it is almost my perfect game um but you can also catch the ball and you you know what i'm saying you, you kind of it's dodgeball and you're in these arenas where you can do double jumps and you have like a glider attached to your back and all sorts of stuff i'm not sure if different characters do different stuff i'm sure that might be a thing good on ea for taking the risk to make this type of game um it's on game pass if hmm. you are a subscriber, oh, I didn't actually know that. Let me. Right. Is it it's all through EA, EA? It might just be Ultimate. I'm not sure, but you, it is on the EA Play part of Game Pass. So, okay. I'm going to take a look. Is that now. only for Ultimate? Let me see. I'm is not, EA uh, Play only on Ultimate. So, I, I'm not sure. So Game Game Pass is the lower tier of EA Play. You'll get the the EA Play Basic game. So if it's mm -hmm. only on Ultimate, then you would need EA Play instead of Game Pass or well I don't have EA Play. All I have is Game Pass Ultimate on okay. PC, and I get okay. it. So, 
God damn it, Microsoft Store. You need an update. Well, I'll check later. <laughs> I don't see it in the app on PC, so maybe it's just on the Xbox then. While I was in oh, no, the it's EA here. store. Sorry, as you were. They're looking at them old Battlefield games. Start mm. downloading some of them. Nice. Start playing this series again. Not many people are playing the games that I like, which are in the front end of that series, three and four in particular. We've talked really? about it. I thought it. those maintain their community better than most. I had a bit of a problem finding a decent match. Were you on, you were on console? No, I'm on, oh, on, really? on PC, yeah. I thought they were stuck around. All right. Mm. Um, there were people playing, and that's probably pretty good for a game that came out eight years ago. And I, I wonder too, if and it's then like a console three PC is even too. further. Might be there's you know there's no yeah. cross play like there is now. Those communities are really segmented, and with Battlefield in particular, I believe that most of the servers nowadays are run by folks. You know, like mm-hmm. community servers. Not, community servers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, who's who's keeping that up right now? Yeah. Who, who knows? I'm sure there are some devout Battlefield 4 players, and those are the ones who I was playing with, you know? A lot of fun, though. Battlefield, I cannot wait for this reveal. Oh, I know. I hope it's good. It's I, coming. We come across this, uh, I think, you know, cynical sometimes because we've been playing games for so long. Um, I really want the Battlefield series to be a hit. Like, they, that was the golden age of the military shooters to me was battlefield three and four versus call of duty whatever games those were Um, like that's that's when they were really just doing great um and everyone had something that they enjoyed if you liked call of duty's faster gameplay you had that if you wanted that huge world you had that it's just nice to have competition you know It, it, it pushes both the with with no competition for call of duty um it you know they can go stagnant uh not to say that they are but you know the type of gameplay that you get from battlefield the i guess spontaneity of 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 those games just the what do they call it battlefield moments yeah only in battlefield i think was their tagline for for quite some time yeah and i mean and that's just it it's true like play that game for just a half hour and you can you can have that you know oh my god i can't believe that just happened mm-hmm. kind of like, thing even if it's just a stupid like one-on-one gunfight um it can be incredibly amazing you know with all the tanks and making that push and, for a conquest point and having everyone behind well, you we oh, didn't yeah. quite have oh, yeah that that stuff that stuff uh goes back to the old days for sure and then they added all the rush and and all those new types of modes but um yeah those big big areas planes choppers tanks what hit me the hardest though when i started playing that game was the frostbite engines destruction when i when i threw a grenade and i forgot that shit fucking explodes and like falls (laughs) down i threw a grenade and, and i'm trying to like flush this guy out because I'm just trying to flush him out with a grenade and I throw it I miss him obviously but the fucking tree the trees in the area all fall down and I can then now see him basically mm. it was pretty cool 
you know, yeah. I mean, it's like that sort of that sort of stuff. You just don't have that. Even no other game has really tackled it like that. I'm not sure why. So it's probably incredibly hard to do. Um, the netcode. The engine to do it, right? Yeah, the yeah. netcode. Battlefield's netcode barely holds up with what they're doing, and I can't imagine someone smaller trying to keep up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they went away from this stuff with Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1, which came out back-to-back, right? Uh, Battlefield, Battlefield was, was... It was 1. It was it went one Battlefield then, 1, Battlefield 5. Yeah. Yeah, there's at the, least a year or so between. Yeah, them. there maybe might have been a couple years, but or maybe Hardline was in between. I don't remember. No, Hardline was. I before. think Hardline was before one. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember one came out around Titanfall two because Titanfall two got they chose to go out between Battlefield one and the new Call of Duty, and you're like, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoopsie. And then they came. Then they came right back with with the other one. I just I think that game plays better in a modern a modern setting. Yeah, it's just my my personal opinion on it. I'm sure there are folks who really like the old, older scenarios, older weapons, older vehicles, all that stuff. I like the fucking attack choppers. <laughs> you know? I like the, you know, jet planes. That stuff's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And, and the more the more modern weapons are, are, are a blast as well. So, I'm looking forward to that. I, I know nothing has really been revealed but we are kind of it's coming there there's definitely uh you know going to be more news on battlefield here shortly uh talking about a couple weeks here and e3 is definitely going to be where they're unveiling stuff mm-hmm. so you know, i'm ready for E3. that yeah. and i'm all here for Although it i'm just looking for something to EA get play. interested in which they announced EA Play as a thing this year, right? Yeah, or? I think it's all part of, like, the way E3 and Summer Games Fest now are being put together is, like, all those streams and plays are just now under an umbrella. So it's just slot, less conflict, essentially, I think is the idea this year. So, like, EA is not on top of Ubisoft, is on top of Microsoft, is on top of Sony. Like, everyone's now picking a time slot, so here's EA Play, followed by Microsoft, followed by Ubi. So we can all kind of get a nice, clean through line versus... Having to pick July. six streams to watch at once. I really think seconds. I really think Battlefield could be a dark horse coming out of there because yeah. if they can recapture some of that, like it's there for sure. The if they can capture some of that, what makes they lost a little bit of it, right? Mm-hmm. The last game they really fucked up and focused too much. These games haven't changed, and that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot of is that you go from three to four. There's changes. There's graphical, visual stuff. You know, the core gameplay of Battlefield hasn't changed all that much. You fast forward to this most recent game, the majority, and I believe that I said this in the review, the majority of what it feels like they spent the most time on is cosmetics, is the Hmm. systems around the gameplay, is the, the things that are supposed to get you hooked into it. And even then, they took most of that stuff from from Battlefront. And didn't they have a loot box based progression thing in there too? Just no one got as pissed about it because Battlefront kind of took all of the. Flag. I think maybe at some point, but they really do have. They had a lot of cosmetic bullshit in 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 the latest Battlefield game. And I think they dialed back some of it, and then they had all the controversy with the woman being the 
people were I don't even fucking know I can what accept people going were. to space and driving around mechs, but women in World War One without arms? No, <laughs> they would never be a sniper. <laughs> she would be making me sandwiches. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, gamers. It's That's not from me. That's from right. It's from Kyle. I'm, imper- I'm impersonating <laughs> Kyle Hansen. <laughs> uh, is that the sound of a tank coming by? Throw him under. Boop. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. As if it wasn't obvious. All right. That's all I had to say. I did want to say my piece about Battlefield because uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you got me feeling nostalgic. Dude, get in there for it. just – get in there for a few minutes. It's not quite the same as you remember it. Because those old, old days of Battlefield where you really are, like, C4-ing people and, like, that kind of trollish shit that we used to do, that stuff doesn't go on in, in the more modern games, I don't think. They've kind of cut that shit. Uh, but it's still such a really, like, technically beautiful, just amazing game still. And that one came out... I was playing Battlefield 4, which really kind of hit me in the feels the most. Uh... And, and just the destruction on that stuff and, and just flying around vehicles and, and causing havoc and blowing shit up. It, I mean, it's just amazing. It's still unrivaled almost seven, eight years later. Do you still have to use that weird Only web buttons. browser launcher? That was a weird the game. Battle, oh, the I battle forgot about that. Something I or whatever it was. The battle yeah. log. Oh, that, was, that was the one thing I did not like about the old it, battle I don't launcher. know like, if it does game. have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that stuff was, you know... Those type, of, those type of stat collection tools and um, places to organize people, they just weren't, they didn't have. I mean, those were yeah. forums. Mm-hmm. Reddit was, I mean, Reddit was popular, but it was growing in popularity yeah. at that point. I mean, people didn't really have places to, it certainly didn't have the stat collection stuff. That's, and. I don't know. But, yeah, having it be two different things, launching from a browser and doing all that weird shit, no, I don't think you'd do that. But that was three, anyway. I think four got roped into it, too, and then after that, one and five did not use it, if I recall. Mm. I don't remember four yeah. using it. But I always played on console, like, back then. Yeah. Well, now, we'll see. Now I, I want to go back in and play some Operation Metro. I will say this. My hmm. early bet for Battlefield, I, I want to call it six, but apparently it's just called Battlefield. There will be crossplay. Gonna call Which that is going to suck. It's there killing be all video games. better have it and it'll be great. Yep. You don't like crossplay? No. What, just because of the cheaters on yes. PC? Well, you can just disable it. Yeah, as long as it's got the filtering okay. for like PC and control method, yeah. but I, I guarantee we're going to have crossplay. I want crossplay at least as an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Battlefield, if there's. I. I don't the cheating encountering too many cheating. Uh, okay, I wasn't playing very seriously. Yeah, but if because it's not that popular. People killed anymore. me all the People time. Don't I, really care. If you, you know, want to see some cheating, come out here. Holy shit! The servers out in this region of the world, it's bad. Oh god! And, like, every sure. game I play, I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> <laughs> this is intense. Yeah, Who's but got that the stuff, that, that, that stuff is can kill uh, a shooter for sure. Oh yeah, you saw the shit that Call of Duty went through this past year what was it 50,000 so many cheaters or 500,000 like they banned up they finally have gotten their shit together with being able to kind of keep cheaters off a war zone but man the 
that can turn people off pretty quickly. Especially if you're spending money on cosmetics and doing all that stuff and you're just like, well, these people need to fix this shit instead of putting out new purple skins and shit. Anyway, let's move along. Mm. That was it for what I played this week. Who would, like to, who would like to... I can, get my, to... I can get my one game out of the way. And okay. then, and that then was... Brandon can, can finish us up with his like 15 mm. games. Uh, Man, it'll Man, be just the Brandon Man-eater special. Man-Eater on Switch. Uh, I, can, I can sum it up in, in five minutes or less. Five seconds. You're a shark. It is a, it's a port of Man-Eater to Switch. It has the exact same drops in quality that you expect. Uh, it's still pretty impressive that the open world game like this works on the Switch. So in my review, I really break it down just like always. It is, if it's the only way you can play the game and you really want to play it, it works. It's fine. It's good. I gave it a three out of five. Um, if you have any other way to play it and you don't care about portability, play it that way. That's quick and easy. It's, it's a pretty standard Switch port. So it's bad. It's all right. It's it, Man Eater was a fun game, especially like uh, I reference like early two thousands action games like Destroy All Humans, you know those kind of weird irreverent uh, experiences that that just uh, I don't know. It, I can't really put my finger on exactly what makes them work so well for me. I like these sorts of games. Um, the problem with Man Eater is is extremely repetitive. Um, as you get through the game and you kind of progress. It is an RPG. It's an action RPG. You can kind of improve your character, but it doesn't really change the game all that much. So, it, it you're just kind of fighting bigger creatures as you get through it. Is it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. So yeah, then if you have I will not Game touch Pass, the Switch port. Exactly. I've looked at it a couple times. When I saw it at E3, I, I liked the like the vibe I was catching from mm-hmm. from it, but. Chris and then I was the narrator. Yeah, yeah it's it really read, funny. I started reading the reviews and I was like, eh, it didn't quite get there, live up to that hype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like a perfect Game Pass game. Just get in, play for a bit, and be like, that was cool. On to the next yeah. thing. Yeah. Cool. I have Indeed. to give that one a peek. Would we give that review? The original release, was a- which was a year ago, was three and a half, or no, four out of five. So this one was three out of five yeah generally we do give it the same score if it's a port but since it's a downgrade on the nintendo switch we have to a year rem- later a, a year later we have to remove points from it just yeah. to let you know i'm joking but i i should install that as a blanket policy for all <laughs> nintendo switch games minus one <laughs> uh. minus one point was that too dry for you guys you thought i was being serious a little bit. No, that was perfect. I mean, perfect. really, it, you know, it is. It does come in, and it's like it's pretty much the same game. So when you look at well, a port, it's a very different review. Than when I did the same thing with the Overwatch right. port. Time. You're like, this yeah. is, it's good objectively, but it's inferior to the other versions. It just when you go is. the other way, when you go yeah. the other way from PlayStation to PC, it's usually, you know, this looks better. It's the same game. But on the Switch, is the same game. It looks worse, and it's possible that it plays worse. Yeah. You gotta because be, yep. you've got that, that Joy-Con drift, and you've just got a, a complete lack of power in that console. Yeah. 
Sorry, guys. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, I know I just pulled up the next thing we no, were talking was, about, but I mean, but stay on topic. Yeah, with ha- Sorry, you were. I keep cutting you off. Yeah, yeah, no. With with what we've been discussing about switch ports, it was it was interesting to play this and just be like, "Yep, this is exactly what we say." It's like if you really care about portability, or this is your only console, then you know this is fine. It's it's a good game. Um, it's just if you have any other way of playing it, and you're not gonna hop on a plane anytime soon, uh, you know, play it there. Yeah, it's like some games work well. Like I like I only played it briefly, and I'll get the review done later this week. So I was waiting for my PC version of it. But Sunless Skies, that's a low end. You don't need to play that on any high powered console. So a portable console works. A game like Vampire, which I reviewed two years ago, that's a game that really benefits from better hardware because it's already poorly optimized. So putting it on a mm. lesser machine is not really, unless you're hard up for Vampire and you only own a Switch, play it elsewhere. And so I think that's the kind of the root of what we get at. Like, we're not trying to dump on the Switch. It's just, unless you have no other choice, a lot of these ports, <laughs> play them elsewhere. <laughs> Some of us are trying to dump on the Switch. Well, Some I can't speak us. for you. Yeah. I'm I'm very mad at the Switch. Well, you'll get your I like PC it right now Switch or soon. just in general. I'm just mad at the Switch. <laughs> You'll get your your vitch. That Joy-Con too. shit is bullshit, man. Like the drift, yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, it annoys me. Thanks a lot. I Nintendo. agree. The Joy-Con drift is not not good, and it's getting worse. It's worse mm-hmm. than the Red Ring of Death. And it's like I can only. I wouldn't go that far. I went through. I, I went through four Xbox 360s. I, I went have had quite a few. one pair of Joy-Cons start to drift, and they're doing free repairs. Uh, I don't know if they have resumed. They stopped due to COVID. Uh, if they have started back up, I'm going to send I don't know in. how many platforms I have fallen off in Breath of the Wild because of Joy-Con drift. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. And yep. it has made that one game that I should love on that platform unplayable for me because I want to play it in handheld. And I don't want to take the time to fix the controller and I don't want to go buy another one because I don't think the other one will work that's the really sad part about it is that I don't even trust them to go buy another one that's how little I trust Nintendo I just won't buy another one I'm just like eh this doesn't work I've been through four four sets of Joy-Cons yep and they, you buy a new one, you're just like, what the fuck? This doesn't work, too? But how is I going to play and my goddamn And they're $79, aren't so they? Stuck, aren't they yeah. fucking super expensive? I think 70 but yeah, it's... I'm over it. It's absurd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but you shouldn't be over it. You should be pissed. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they, you they should be do angry, repairs, bro. Have you tried sending I'm, yours I'm in, smoldering. Brandon? It's Who the fuck wants to send their process. shit in? That's the oh, problem. It's I'm such not a saying it's ideal. Over. I, just, I just wanted to play Splatoon, man. And it kept <laughs> drifting. It. And it was making my life miserable. Yeah. 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 It's like a two-month turnaround. I'm like, I want to play Splatoon today. So so you have a Switch in front of you. What are you What are you doing? Those, those Joy-Cons work? Right now, mostly. These have actually held out the longest. The Splatoon-colored Joy-Cons have held out the longest. I've had these a year, but I also don't play in handheld much as I used to. So, a little different there. Because when the Switch first came out, that was like a nose in a Switch almost all the time. 
So I was burning through those Joy-Cons. Now it's I spread myself a little more evenly between consoles and PC. So that has to I have a in. launch I have a launch switch and the same Joy-Con. I haven't played yeah, it that those much. Are drifting. Those are drifting. Big time drifting. Like I can't even play many games with it. I have to in in uh, like I can't even play Tetris, which is the one thing that I like to play on that thing because <laughs> it, it just goes up and down like you know Tetris 99 or whatever mm-hmm. and it just cycles through all the players constantly and you have to use that to switch between the type of attacks you want to do or whatever it, it's just it's just a mess yep thanks a lot Nintendo yeah. <laughs> it's not nearly as much of a mess as what I played this week <sighs> right Elite Dangerous is a bigger mess Kyle, you go ahead and open with your escapades with your friends because I need to just Sir. collect my thoughts before I get into this so, one. So, I didn't even know that they had a big expansion um, coming out, but my uh, friend group decided to try Elite Dangerous. We played the base game, so we did not experience all of this shit. Um, but just in general, I thought it was it was a cool game, but you really have to go into it with the right expectations. It is not a multiplayer game, so... As a friend group, it was just kind of like, all right, we're playing, and uh, we can talk while we do other things. Um, the, you know, I mean, the massive universe is really interesting. We played this coming off of No Man's Sky, so um, I felt like it was an improvement over No Man's Sky, uh, especially because, yeah, <laughs> that's an odyssey I saw is, like, trying to bring in the No Man's Sky, like, landing on planets and stuff. Um I don't know. It was fine. Uh, it had, you know, it's got that like grindy gameplay that just r- turns me off a lot. Um, so, but it is, it's a really cool experience, like going into these solar systems and just being able to fly around and you can kind of just park in space and mine stuff. And uh, it's got a horrible tutorial in that it basically has none. Um, the flight controls are really weird with mouse and keyboard. Use a controller. Uh, I try a controller. Yeah. Is a controller better than mouse and keyboard? All right, I'm going to switch to a controller next time. People use a hybrid setup on PC where they'll have like some hotkeys on keyboard, but they'll control and fly with the, the gamepad, which is what I do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the UI is interesting, but also a nightmare of memorization of oh. like, oh, this menu is over here. <laughs> Just wait, because the I'm expansion sure fucks it. Like, <laughs> that's one of the things like expansion fucks. like a summer child to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's interesting. If you go into it as kind of a chill, fly around in space and whatever happens happens kind of game, it seems pretty cool. So and that Odyssey. is yeah, that's what makes Elite interesting. It's remember I talked about sandbox MMOs, right? How like the yeah, players create yeah. their emergent gameplay. That's Elite. Exactly. Yeah, like the Fuel Rats are a group of people that will go and save your ass if you're in the dark part of the Milky Way without fuel. Like. <laughs> hmm. The emergent gameplay is what really drives Elite, because its base systems are not always the most engaging, but when you get with a like-minded group of people, because it is, it's still technically multiplayer, you just got to really work for it, because of the scale yeah, of the Yeah, we galaxy. couldn't find each other. It was like, you know, oh, I'm near the moon. Which side of the moon? It's massive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, getting people together is a pain in the ass, but once it clicks, it's a great community game grindy as fuck but having other people there and having those emergent you know like that's the keyword is emergent 
this. What makes these games mm-hmm. work, people getting these communities and helping each other out and having fleet carriers and bounty hunting teams. Oh boy, does Odyssey go and fuck a lot of things up, though. <laughs> Especially when Man, it comes to that this, team play this side of things. trailer is a fucking amazing. And this trailer this is a shit. fucking lie. It is a goddamn. <laughs> oh my god. I want to play it after looking and watching that trailer. Night City Wire. Is, yeah, yeah, that's way worse than anything I ever saw from Cyberpunk. I'm that's dumb. like No Man's Sky. That is a great comparison. So, so some of that stuff is going on. Oh, Elite Dangerous so was a was a flying game. It was before. strictly mm-hmm. space with the exception of like you can take these little rovers onto some planets. Right, so they've had okay. planet landings already from the Horizons okay. expansion, which landed a little hot, but nowhere near as hot as fucking Odyssey. And they've okay. kind of cleaned it up. So there's principle here. There's already kind of like an established like we... They're la- trying to go get in- there. Yeah, going to glide and land on a planet. Now we're just getting the on-foot portion. The actually like getting mm-hmm. out in a suit with a gun. Yeah, with a gun. It. They fucked they it. They did fuck it. They're not good at it. No, so first and I even foremost, saw a comparison... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, as you were saying, I actually want to hear what your comparisons are. I can build I off saw of comparison photos of like the planets from before and after, and it's like it it looks terrible now. Like they they lost like terrain detail and like lighting and everything. Yeah. So let's start with the big fuck ups. So part of the plan for Odyssey was to a overhaul the UI, overhaul the graphics, and overhaul the planet generation tech, and they f- fucked all three of them. <laughs> Brutally. So Leap Dangerous Odyssey review. They fucked it. So the graphics are, yeah, they're a little bit better, but performance is completely tanked because they broke the renderer. It's one renderer who's the software engineering was able to show off and prove some different tools. Like, you know how games normally, like, if something's occluded, it doesn't render. Mm-hmm. Odyssey is not doing that. It's rendering everything in view. On top of some other things, too. Like, that's just one of the problems. But it's just... They enhanced the graphics, but they broke the entire pop pipeline. So, like, areas where I was normally getting, like, a capped 144 on my, my 1080p monitor dropped to, like, 70. And these are not complex areas. Like, you saw Elite. It's a lot of empty space. A lot yeah. of blackness. And dark void. Just expanse. And that's where I was losing frames. You're like, what the fuck are you rendering? So, you can imagine that when I got on foot and actually went into the space stations, where there's a lot more going on... We're talking barely playable frame rates, and this is not just me. Like across the board, like, people are having issues with this. Then throw in now the new land on the planet, get out and check it out. Not only is that barely playable, but part of it is like they added the gunplay, right? The whole like you can go attack a settlement, or they have this like little PVE PvP mode that's kind of like a battlefield match but shittier. That like ran at 15 frames. Like, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get the video up tomorrow. But you'll see in the footage capture, I'm going to make a note, like, this isn't the renderer or my video capture having problems. This is the game trying to die. It is working its damnedest to explode. So they fucked performance, and then, like, contrast is broken. So, like, dark areas of the image, you can't see shit. Even if you max out the brightness in the game, then everything else is like a supernova. It just blows up the bloom and brightness, and it blinds you. So contrast is completely broken. The planet tech, as you saw, is broken. Most planets are now just these potatoes... Now, people are still finding some cool ones here and there, but overall, it seems like the tech is bugged and broken because the cool planets are the exception, and then everything else is kind of like using a copy-paste samey render per planet. Like, it's not... It, something's getting stuck, and it's not generating these planets the way it's supposed to. So half of it's bugged mm-hmm. and broken, completely botched at launch, and some of it, you can't 
like, get away from. Even if you don't want to use the on-foot exploration, like the performance tank you're going to have to suffer through. And the new UI. The new UI you thought was cumbersome? They decided to remove information that was critical from most menus, and then they made it, like, 16 more clicks to do things. Like, people like, were looking at some things like outfitting. Like, you think outfitting, right? Putting my turret on my ship, right? That's how these games work. You put stuff on your ship. You pull it out of storage mm-hmm. to put on your ship. There was like a 300 to 400% increase in interactions in the UI for most tasks now. Just <laughs> menus on top of menus on top of menus, and then the information's missing. So like putting a turret on your ship from storage Crazy. used to be about maybe two clicks. Now it's like eight. And different menus per per thing. And then you can't like check your stats on certain things if they're in storage, because there's a thing called engineers, engineering, it's like special traits if I want to be reductive. Big deal, right? You can't check your storage stuff for what engineered traits are on it. You have to first slot it, then you can see it, and if it's not the right one, then you have to go through the whole fucking process again and find the right one, because they bury the information. It's it's a goddamn train wreck. Like, I get the intent, and that's what I see in the review. Like, it's got the spirit, but holy shit, it's just, the execution's way off. And yet, if you don't even care about on foot, you've got to deal with the new UI, because it, it's everywhere. It's in every aspect of this game. And then bugs like missions were sending you out to like Colonia which in Elite Dangerous you saw it's a one to one scale Milky Way that is a literal day's mm-hmm. worth of travel from the bubble the colonized space where most people play the literal day unless you do an optimized travel route with a good ship then maybe 16 hours of real fucking time travel kind of in game like your personal time us literally 16 hours of That's... real life time what do you do to get you there. just do you have to actually fly, or is it just automatic? You can leave and come back? Or no, it, you have to. There's some things that can get automated, but by and large, you are flying. Especially because of fuel. For 16 hours? Because of fuel Who's constraints, too. Who's playing this? <sighs> there's people of, doing it? Yeah. Yeah, and there's people that try to go as far as they can, too, because you have to fuel up your ship. you got to find stations to stop by. If you can't get a star, that can fuel you up. Like, there's a process God, to travel. That sounds very cool. It can be, but... but these basic quests were like it's 150,000 credits which is very very low that's usually like in the same system and they were bugging out and being like yeah go to this planet and you look on your map and go I am not traveling 24 literal hours for that fucking mission but because they were bugged (laughs) they take up the whole mission board so you can actually find missions in your system so you're like what do I do they're all bugged to fuck off vague just just oh so many different (laughs) bugs and issues with the performance sorry I'll let you guys chime in I'm in rant mode and that's why the review, no, people have called me salty, and I'm, they're not wrong. I'll give them that. Salty Brandon, Everyone's salty. Salty Brandon yeah. Adams, that's what yeah. I call you. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You were just... Well, I haven't even touched, like, the gunplay's shitty. The new... What's yeah, serviceable, uh, that's what great. I wanted to ask you about. There's the guns. You're fighting AI enemies that you find on AI the, people and uh, technically other commanders. Are those randomly generated as well? Yeah. The settlements you can find on worlds, which is also kind of bugged because there's areas, like I said, you have Colonia, right? That's what it sounds like. The colonial part of the galaxy. The bubble is the already colonized populated part of the galaxy. And there's like the void, like the unpopulated areas that are no one's pushed out to yet. And people are finding like full settlements there. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be barren. And there's like three settlement tile sets so it's the same copy paste the resource grind is bad because you have to upgrade your guns and your suits like you would a ship but only like 10% of the resources you can grab now on the ground because they can only 
be upgraded with ground materials, obviously. 90% of them don't have a use yet. So you're grabbing a bunch of shit, you're hoovering everything up as best you can, and you might get lucky and get the thing you need to upgrade your item. It's just such a... The grind attached to it, the gunplay is just kind of meh, the AI is atrocious, there's not much of a loop there. Like, I know you don't like the term gameplay loop, Kyle, but that's... Honestly, there's not even a... There's nothing here. That's, other that's than, what this kind of game is. Yeah, the, yeah, this the is barest of grind. Kind of game. The barest grind. At least the other loops kind of work out. And then the multiplayer side of it. People are having trouble getting team games together. Or getting missions that are shared amongst each other. It's just... It's such... It's one of those things... You, I would not be so angry... Had they not jumped from alpha to full release. Had this just been... Early oh, there was no beta for this? No, they went from an alpha two weeks ago, or three weeks ago now, straight into launch. This is clearly a paid beta for the console release in six months. Had they just been honest and called it an early access title, this would be more you, acceptable. Do you think they will get there? I mean, Horizons was a little buggy and they got there, but it was not to this degree. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get it there for console launch in six months. But right now... Odyssey, it's got promise. It's got some good ideas. The idea of landing on the ground and having these settlements and the gunplay and the like this idea of having a more interactive world for commanders to take part in. There's some good shit here. The UI's got the right, like, at least idea, because the UI needed work, but the execution is botched. And that's just Odyssey. It's not ready for a full release, but here we are. It's a full release. They're advertising it as complete. The servers are dying. The gameplay loops have been broken. Like, there's just so much wrong with this expansion that, at least right now, they're letting people still get into Horizon servers until the console launch. Then they'll fully marry it up like a traditional MMO oh, expansion, yeah, they're right? Merge them. Yeah, yeah. And that that's going to probably break a lot of things because that part, one of the server problems they were having was between the Horizons and Odyssey servers because you could still do your fleet carrier, but it would sync between both servers and it was causing people to crash. It just. This was not ready to go. At least you can jump back into Horizons if you still play Elite, and that's why I recommend. If you're still a fan, I'm not saying give up on Elite. Odyssey is just not worth your time and money right now. Unless you want to be a beta tester and provide the feedback to help it grow, if that's something you're into, just know that's what you're getting into. Otherwise, stick with Horizons, wait for the dust to settle, and wait for Frontier to figure out what the fuck they want to do with this thing. Because it is not in a launch state. It is not in a release form it is it's early access it's beta and when they jump straight from alpha to launch that should tell How much you does this it cost? thing is not ready it's about 40 bucks okay avoid that mm. yeah so For, uh if it's still on sale horizons was like 750 that's why yeah, horizons grab horizons horizons so, is decent if you if you're I have fun enjoying, with that. yeah, yeah. It really but, looks cool when like if that if the if the if what you're describing can get there in the way that, like, No Man's Sky does the procedurally generated planets and all that stuff, but in the Elite Dangerous engine, it looks pretty fucking nice. I think that would be like that engine can't. It sounds cool. It. We'll no. see. But right now, and that's why I've played a couple hours of No Was Man's Sky while waiting two and for Final Fantasy XIV. Yep. Because it's just too broken. It's too buggy. The, the foundational Elite Dangerous experience is still fine. Outside of, like, the performance and the UI woes. Like, if you are playing Odyssey and you choose not to go to Horizons, there's still... You can still kind of ignore some of this stuff and have a decent time, but this does bring down the overall experience and as an expansion, it is poorly executed. And that's why I did No Man's Sky for a couple hours while waiting for 14's patch, because I kind of... It was like in my head, right? Like, I can't... I just... 
let's try, let's be honest, they are different, different games when it comes to execution. But man, just being able to go into a planet, get out, ease of use, get back in, go off and fuck off. With more wildly varied planets, I'm like, this is what I want to see in Elite. Not that level of, like, colorful, create, you know, insanity, but that kind of ease of use, or at least that kind of creativity when it comes to at least the, the, the geometry. Like, there's things they can do to make it more compelling. And just seeing, like, how No Man's Sky is an indie game that's free, and they handle the on-foot, at least, not the gunplay. Gunplay's bad in both. The well, on-foot transition side No Man's side Sky of it, isn't free. Well, free Unless updates. Game Pass. The free updates, sorry. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, all, cool. This whole time, like, compared to Odyssey, which is a $40 beta, or No Man's Sky, like, they, they launch with problems. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's bugs. But it just feels like it's just a whole different philosophy at this point. Like, you have one game doing the space genre, different different approach, more survival, more Minecrafty, but it's just garnered more goodwill because it feels like, hey, they're trying to do new things and cool things, where one was like, this is the cynical, we gotta get it out before the end of our fiscal year. Fuck it if it's broken. So. Yeah, but you're giving No Man's Sky a lot of credit for after the fact, and how they would have probably tried to sell a lot more of that stuff if they could have. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that, but just looking at it today, in 2021, what I can boot up and play right now. Yeah. Yeah. My perfect game was just give, give us the generation and the of, of a No Man's Sky for planets and the on foot and all that with the sim and aesthetic of an Elite Dangerous. And then, I know this is a little controversial, but Star Citizen spacewalks, because you can't walk around ships in Elite. That may never happen. They, they made some bullshit argument against it. Like, it'd be too repetitive. And you're like, the whole fucking game's repetitive. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I go from star to star to star to star to star to star, and there's very little visual variation. But that aside... They combine those elements, like the walk around my ship, spacewalk of Star Citizen, with the sim and aesthetic of Elite Dangerous, with the more, not necessarily as wild, but that idea of like the more creative planet generation, and then throw in better gunplay. That would be like my dream game. And Elite Odyssey has a chance to kind of get there, but it is just not even vaguely ready for the limelight. But here we are. Well, full it release sounds like score. they're out. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, for sure. They're charging money for it. You've every right to but uh, it sounded like they're out there apologizing yeah, for the but, launch but how many times have we seen this from companies now it's getting a little tired it feels less sincere more we knew what we were going to do it's the ask forgiveness instead of permission kind of scenario but how do right? you not know it's it's broken and just no. say hey we have to we have to hold off I'd, I'd rather they just not put themselves in these scenarios where they have to put in canned apologies yeah. I'd rather just be at that point. But that's just not gaming nowadays. It's release it broken. Well, and we've got to say something. Yeah. And hope <laughs> and hope the people forgive us if we say nice things after the fact. Okay, whatever. Well, if there's one thing, though, that video gamers have proven over the last decade is that they will. They will let you apologize as long as the game gets there eventually and you are show that you're working on it and all that stuff. They want it. They want to be made right. It's true. Yeah. Over time. And you know, they're not going to hold there. a huge grudge. I mean, No Man's Sky is about as big as it gets in terms of like that kind of thing. And look at that thing now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they, they did the Goodwill thing and gave away a lot of free content. Made that game into something that's almost unrecognizable to what it was at launch. And people 
have turned the corner. Only jaded assholes like myself are like, yeah, I don't know about No Man's Sky. People who have been playing that, and I don't even play it, and people who have been playing that game are like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is really good now, and they've put a lot of work into it, and yeah, they fucked up at the beginning, but they've more than made up for that. Some people, you know, just can't get over that first impression, but that the world we live in is one where if they make it right, you know, this will go under the bridge, and you could probably revisit it later and say, hey, yeah, they made it right. And I plan to run the yeah. console launch because that's going to be the definitive, like, is it actually ready? Are we hmm. actually done? Is is Sony going to pull it from the PlayStation Store? Yeah. Right. I guess I, I yeah. guess CD Projekt's still negotiating to get it back on. Right? It's still yeah. off of there. I didn't no. even realize that. That's insanity. So we'll see. So anyone who's an Elite Dangerous fan, look, I love the game too. I'm not shitting on it to shit on it. This Odyssey is not done yet. So if you want to be part of that feedback loop and you're aware of this thing's shortcomings... <laughs> By all means, buy into it and play. But otherwise, just hold off, play Horizons, let Frontier unfuck this thing and earn the goodwill back. Because right now, it is just not worth your time and money. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but if you love it, you're playing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's any game, right? You if know. you're already well, they probably invested. everyone's switched back to Horizons. I, I mean, because yeah. there, there is the... this game in a better format already. You just skip the broken features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some of those features look cool because uh, the thing about Elite that I've always thought was that there's just not enough to do in it, and then you get out on foot and the, those encounter, foot features also. You know, that's need the more Star Trek too. shit about it, right? Like that's the get out and like let's see what's out here on this planet. Yeah, the thing is, there's just not a lot to do yet because the missions for the settlements are like ten variants, and it's not. Because it's the same, like, copy-pasted well, stuff. It gets old I, within, like, the first ten hours. Like, even the other Elite stuff doesn't get that old that quickly. It just doesn't feel like it's compelling yet. And I'm sure we'll get I there, have but no right clue. now... Mm. I'm just looking at that trailer going, ooh. And hopefully <laughs> ooh, they can live up to that trailer cool. eventually, but it's just not there yet. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. What's next? Oh. We are, we're talking... Brandon Adams is... Got a lot of games to poop on. Yeah. Well, let's see. The other well, ones we were talked brief sojourns, I guess you could say. You visited. You went back into. I don't even know what the. I was going to say. What's the name of the world of Final Fantasy? <laughs> that is an actual game, and I've not played it. It's almost different. Fantasy, yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen. They dropped their patch five point five five, which is the last story arc, essentially up until the next expansion that comes out in November. So this was the final conclusion to Shadowbringers, where everything else here after is going to be for the expansion when it comes to story. So that was cool. It had a nice little scenario at the end that was fun to play through, because it had you, like, play the different characters that are in, like, the... Because you play classic Final Fantasies, or at least, no, you have a team, right? It's not just mm-hmm. Cloud, it's Tifa and Barrett. Fourteen does that with the Science of the Seventh Dawn. So even though you are an MMO character playing the Warrior of Light, that's, like, your party in Fourteen, and they spent the last three... Well... Yeah, three expansions and base game, building these characters, building this party. So the final part of this this story arc to lead into the expansion, you got to actually play as a couple of them and you know make it feel more like you're playing a more of a classic Final Fantasy with your party members. And that was cool. It was well executed. Had a lot of fun there. And then they added the last stage of the relic weapon quest, which is like you've seen. I do a lot of guides for those because they do good traffic. Because it was like your ultimate weapons per expansion. And that was the final stage. And is 
predictable as ever. It was a grind. It's still a grind, and they're always a grind. But I have guides on how to get them all over on our website over at attackofthefanboy.com. Check, Check it out. Yeah. Attackofthefanboy.com. All four stages. Forward slash category. Forward you, slash guides. Yeah. Seeing as the expansion comes out November 23rd, you've got plenty of time if you haven't started yet on your relic. But good lord, that stage three is going to be the one that you're going to hate. Just a heads up. Stage three sucks. But one, two, and four are not bad. So I just did that. Caught up on the story. So I'll be ready for Endwalker November 23rd. Though technically early access for three days if you pre-ordered, which I did because I'm a simp for this fucking game. <sighs> I'm going to be honest and call a spade a spade. Uh, then yeah, mm. then I farted around with a little more Sunless Skies, the Sovereign Edition. Planned to play it on PC to compare for final review because of her performance issues I saw on the Switch were like, just period. Like, this game was just every platform having these issues. So I wanted to confirm it. And then found out GOG fucked up my transition, so I had to be with support for the last three days. And just got access to the PC version three hours ago. Because they upgraded it for free as like a free upgrade. They upgraded it, but then somehow lost my license for the base game. So it showed in my li- <laughs> library for the Sovereign Edition, but it said you need to own the base game for this DLC. And I'm like, how else did I get the upgrade in my library if I didn't own the... Okay. Did I- you see any anybody else with the same problem? I've not seen that reported yet. But then again, we're talking it's a very small okay. niche game, so I'm not sure yeah. people are going to be reporting and, that and one. And GOG is, is kind of smaller. Yeah, so that's more of a me thing, but I wanted to be a little just thorough and make sure I I don't want to give it a lower performance score if it's just the Switch. That'd be more of a breakout. Hey, the Switch one's got problems. So if it's across the board, then you know, that's going to take a point or two off the score because it's a uniform yeah, problem yep. with the game. It's part of our re- review policy. This is yeah. not my type of game. I just looked at the video. Yeah, but it is a... Again, and I'm like, oh yeah, some of those guys. I watched this last time and said the exact same thing. Yep. <laughs> that is a that is a brand how did you game. Get, how did you get hooked into this one? Sunless Seas, the first game. I remember it was either Eurogamer or PC Gamer. Someone had an article on this because it was like a sleeper hit. Sunless Seas was actually a bit of a sleeper hit compared to Skies. And it just tickled my fancy, the idea of a narrative-based driven game that's all just... It's story. It's all about the storytelling and then this going to each island and discovering in this weird, macabre, almost gothic, horror-influenced just universe. It, It just appealed to me. Especially how weird it was. It's like... Frankenstein meets Lovecraft meets like just all the Edgar Allan Poe like it's just a mashup of all that turn of the century kind of fiction and I dig that so and I like having a low key game to decompress with where I'm not having to do a 10,000 actions a minute I can kind of just vibe it to and the roguelike elements I don't vibe to so I don't do those and I just play the game have fun with them Though I still need to get around to Mass Effect, speaking of story. But we'll... Yeah. Another time. And then, yeah. Then Hunt was just... They have an event coming up for anyone who's familiar with Hunt Showdown and a new map. So I popped my head for about a couple hours. Have you guys ever played Hunt Showdown? Do you know what it is? Played the demo. Yeah. Because I remember playing that in Kickstarter. I like it. Or not Kickstarter, Early Access. So, yeah. It's still 2v2, right? They have trios now. Trios? Okay. Yeah, because it's like... I think it was 10 base, 12, now trios. I'll double check. But people like to liken it to a battle royale, and I think it's somewhat accurate, but also kind of d- dishonest. But I love that game's aesthetic. Yeah. The the southern gothic. You guys might be picking up on a trend. The southern gothic, the old school <laughs> weapons, just the griminess of it with the zombies and the hunt. And if I had to be honest, it's probably my favorite multiplayer shooter that I hate to play. Like, I love that game, but it's the most intense fucking game to play. Because the audio design, and I will die on this hill, 
is the best in any modern game. Their audio and sound design is phenomenal, which makes that game all the more stressful to play because you can hear when people are like behind you. You can tell the distance, what weapons they're using, the creaks of glass as people sneak around to the zombies, like where they're ant. Like it's just if you have just decent headphones, you can pinpoint everything that's going on in that map and in that in that game just through the audio alone, which also makes it more panic-inducing when still, you know someone's sneaking up on your ass and you're just like, I hear you. I still a lot bitch. of people playing it. It's actually been improving. It peaked at like 20,000 yesterday, which for a Steam game, that was the Steam player count. That's still pretty healthy. And then you got console. So not like a groundbreaking, but enough to you'll find matches. You can play. It's working out pretty well. They've made it more new player friendly. They've got a quick play option now if you don't want to lose your hunter, because that's like how the bounty mode works, is after like level 10 of your blood rot, your your account rank, your hunter dies. Your hunter dies. And you got to recruit a new hunter and level them up and get them traits and equip them with new weapons, which the weapons are unlocked through your account, but it's going to cost you money to buy new stuff to equip. So it's kind of that loop. But that's what makes the risk-reward of the game so good, because you don't have to finish a match. You can extract with just the money and keep your hunter alive and level them. But then you get into a firefight, and it's that whole different level of like, ooh, it's well, player, player, going it. player, player, enemy, right? Like player, PvE, player, PvP. player, enemy, something. Like yeah, because the core loop is hunting these monsters on the map, collecting the bounty, and extracting with the bounty. Because of that sound design, you don't want to go picking a fight with everything because people will fucking know where you're at. Like it's just it's yeah, one, yeah, yeah. it's, it's an intense it. survival shooter. It's, I fucking love Hunt Showdown, and I want to play the new map. But I reintroduced myself to it today, and I realized where I'm at, the servers suck, period. So it, it was a little interesting, to say the least. I haven't played it in a while. I've always thought about going back and checking it out, but it's one of those games where it feels like if you don't put enough time into it, you're just going to get just completely destroyed by the people yeah. that are playing They've, it a lot. They added a month ago or two months ago skill-based matchmaking. So you can okay. you finally can match, especially because the player aggressive base has grown. You can enable it or turn it off, meaning either you will strictly match with your bracket, or it will start with your bracket and kind of expand if you turn it off, kind of like a standard mm-hmm. system. But if you want to stick strictly with your people, you might wait a little longer, but you can do that, and that has helped. Because I I agree with you, I love this game, and even I get fucking dunked on by people. I'm just like, woof, yeah. that was painful. The only time I played it, I was playing solo and I was streaming it, and. I I remember it is one of those nerve wracking games where you're sound whoring, where you're just like, what? Wait, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had taken out a team of uh, two guys that were trying to like surround me and, and they knew exactly where I was. And it was, you know, you get that, you get that really good feeling from a game like that, you know? Yeah. It's, but it's brutal, but that's not the, the normal <laughs> way that things go. Normally you're you're giving normally the you are in that they're called you. hunt showdown. It's just called they're hunting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, I'll follow up with that next week or whenever they didn't give us a date. We just know they're doing another event and they've got a new map coming out, which will bring the count to three. Which considering how this, because I was playing it back when it was in early access and I've seen how it's grown and but they've added and done with it. Very impressed with Crytek and what they've delivered with Hunt Showdown. I think. The game deserves the success it's been getting. It's a sleeper hit. The sound design is just fucking fantastic. And just the aesthetic and the vibe, and like you said, the intensity of it. It's so rewarding when you get that kill and you know someone's sneaking up on you. Because one hit, you can one hit kill people and hunt, which I love. Like, headshots are fucking lethal. So you just dome someone, and you're like, that's good. That's the good stuff right there. 
And then you have to go like smoke a cigarette because you're like, oh man, I just. Oh, is it good for you? <laughs> so we'll put it there. So anyone here is listening, if you've never played Hunt Showdown, if they do a free weekend, give it a look. It's it's definitely a more harrowing experience than your traditional shooter, but no one else on the market does what Hunt does. And it's kind of the fuck. take on the Battle Royale sort of thing, and it came out at the right time. It was one of those things where you're like, okay, this is one way you can go instead of trying to copy exactly what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. It's certainly unique. The aesthetic is unique, and they've got some good systems in there. Crytek, it's been a while, but, I mean, it's actually a good game. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if it caught on the way that they wanted it to catch on, but the more that they improve it, uh, and the more that people talk about it, obviously, like, like you are doing now, the better. I might try it and come back to it. We'll talk about it next week, or or, or I'm probably full of shit. I won't. <laughs> I won't touch it. Enjoy I, more I'll, I'll look at it from a distance and admire it. <laughs> you say you I'll won't. I'll live vicariously through you, Brent. And then you'll see my event article, and then you'll be like, okay, fine, fuck it. All we'll right, see. I'll All give right. it a shot. Yeah. I, no words it feels on the like a game, though. though, you need to have a partner to play. You know, like a, a friend to play. It with. definitely works well with, with friends. Though the randoms with the skill base does help a bit now. Because you can't yeah. always account for idiot teammates, but when you know the other guys are also li- likely idiots, it, you know, that's good. It's not until you get to those high ranks that you're just like, Everyone's oh. a moron. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, that high elo that you're just like, the dude's halfway across the map and snipes through the winning, and you're just like, ooh, that's uh, well played. I'm going to go lick my wounds. So we'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, I love I'm that not, game. I'm not opposed to the competition aspect of it. I, I like that, but it feels it can feel a little unfair. Yeah. However, I think that's going to do it, right? Like for everything yeah. that we played, everyone mm-hmm. is done talking about what they're yeah. talking about. We are done for this episode of the Attack of the Fanboy podcast. That's number seventy-four. Thank you, Kyle and Brandon, for talking to us about what you've been playing and your takes on the news. We'll be trying to put this out every week in audio and video form. In audio, you can find us on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, possibly some other places. I, I, I literally don't know because I get emails about like, oh, yeah, we've listed your podcast on here. So it could be in this place that we don't know about. Wherever podcasts Wherever are Wherever podcasts are freely available <laughs> is where we are. And then we're also doing this thing video style, warts and all. Uh, I fixed on, it. On, I fixed it. Oh. Okay, you I'm waiting for it to drop. Now that you well, said we that. don't even know what's yeah. going to happen. This <laughs> right? is the live version <laughs> the of this. We have low, to actually edit this, and it could have problems. We're not sure. We use a very poor service called Squadcast. Oh, shout but, out! Yeah, do not pay for this. <laughs> uh, you could give it to me for free, though. Squadcast will definitely be your <laughs> guinea pig, because a hundo a month is a little steep for shit that doesn't work. Um. Yeah, so we're going to do this on YouTube.com forward slash fanboy attack every week. You can find that video version of the podcast down there. Uh, like I said earlier, you can also contact us through email at podcast at attackthefanboy.com. And if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, anything like that, you can either email us at that address or leave us a comment or rate, subscribe, whatever you need to do on one of those podcast services as well. 
I think that's going to do it for that spiel. And that's going to do it for the podcast this week. We'll see you next time. Later.